In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, beloved children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the third week of Lent. Today being the 24th day of March 2022. Together we call upon God the Holy Spirit to come dwell in us and lead us closer to God the Father by imitating our Lord Jesus Christ. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Obedience is Better Than Sacrifice. Obedience is Better Than Sacrifice. The first reading is taken from the prophet Jeremiah chapter 2 from verse 23 to verse 28. Chapter 7, sorry. Jeremiah chapter 7 rather. From verse 23 to verse 28. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Luke chapter 11. From verse 14 to verse 23. In the first book of Samuel, chapter 15, from particularly verse 22, Samuel spoke to David, and he says to us, you and I today, that obedience is better than sacrifice. And this is the lesson of the readings of today, rather the very core of the lessons of the readings of today. Jeremiah in the very first reading was rebuking the people of Israel for not obeying the commandments of God. He reminded them of how God has sent from the very moment he brought them out of the land of Egypt, his prophets, his messengers, who served as his mouthpiece to speak the will of God to them. But they will not heed the will of God. They will keep going backward, going astray. And in fact, God under instructed Jeremiah to describe the people of Israel as a people with a stiff neck, a stubborn people who will not obey their maker, their creator, their redeemer, their savior. And he challenged them to turn away from their sins, to persist rather in doing the will of God rather than disobeying him and flouting his ordinances and his commandments. And this is the same issue Jesus tried to address in the gospel reading today. After de delivering a young man who was possessed with this demon that made him mute and deaf, people begin to say to him that he was casting out demons with the power of Bezabel, the prince of demons. And he said to them, if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then know that the kingdom of God has come upon you. And he asked them a question. How can demon or the prince of demons be used to cast out demons? A house divided against itself. How can such a house stand? It's impossible. It is impossible to solve a problem using the cause of that problem to solve the same problem. 
since the intention of the cause or the causative agent of that problem is to ensure that there is that problem in existence. And this is what Jesus needed to clarify. And they pushed him, asking him to justify his claim as a child of God, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the expected Messiah, by showing them signs. Jesus, recognizing the fact that he has come into the world not to do his own will, but the will of the Father, of God the Father, the one who sent him, as he said in the Gospel of John chapter 4, verse 34, when he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, will rather not succumb to their temptation and their pressure for him to carry out signs, simply because the signs Jesus wrote in the Gospel of Matthew, John, rather, John the Evangelist described all the great work of Jesus as signs, unlike the other um, gospel writers who describe the works of Jesus, the great works of Jesus as miracles. John would rather choose to call them signs because every great work done by Jesus Christ was with a view to bringing about the conversion of the beneficiary of the good work or the great work of Jesus nearer to God, making such a one get converted and become somebody that gets nearer to God with a view to inheriting the kingdom of God. So every great work, every sign, as John calls it, every miracle, as it's not typical, uh, gospel writer has called them, is aimed at bringing about, pointing to the beneficiary of the miracle or the great work or the sign, the kingdom of God, and bringing about the conversion of the beneficiary of this great work to ensure that such a person does not miss the kingdom of God. And that is why the end point of every miraculous act of Jesus is the salvation of the human person. Not just the body, not just the temporary, not just the mundane, not just the worldly, but the eternal is the main goal. And so Jesus will not succumb to the appraisal for signs and wonders. Dear children of God, we are not different from the people of Israel and the people of the time of Jesus in many ways. We are like them. God was not condemning or rejecting the people of Israel on account of not building him mighty um, temples and synagogues. He was not condemning them for not being you know, very well involved in the rituals of, the Jude of Judaism, the Jewish religion. He was not condemning them for their inability to understand the commandments of God. As a matter of fact, they have such an in-depth understanding of the commandments of God that out of the ten commandments of God, they made thousands upon thousands of other commandments and laws. The question is not how much they know or they don't know. The question is their disobedience to God. Yes disobedience to God. As it happened in the case of David. As it happened in the case of Saul. Saul did a lot of exploits for God. He did great things for God. He conquered many territories for God. But he was rejected as the king of Israel on account of disobedience. As we saw in the first book of Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. Dear children of God. There is no justification for disobeying God. 
Many at times we are so carried away by the contributions we make in the church. We are carried away, we tend to measure our faith, the level of our faith, the level of our relationship with God, the level of our holiness with the physical structures we have been able to put in place. Either in the form of churches or other religious um, establishments. At times also, we tend to measure our level of faith and commitment to God and our relationship with God with the titles and the positions we have been able to attain in the church. Dear children of God, God does not have problems with our sacrifices. He does not have problems with our titans. He does not have problems with the structures we have. He will judge us basically by how much and how well we have been obedient to him and his commandments. Are you obeying God in that business? Are you obeying God in your studies? Are you obeying God in your marriage? Are you obeying God on that job? Are you obeying God the way you deal with people? Do you recognize the voice of God as gentle and as subtle as it comes to us through the teaching authorities of the church, through the voice of the Spirit of God whispering to us gently in our hearts, through the study of the scriptures, through our encountering of Christ Jesus in the sacraments? Many things contribute to our disobeying God or our inability or rather not inability but our refusal to obey God. At times our quest for power and influence want to make names, powerful names. Jesus was not interested in names. He was not interested in becoming great in terms of what the world considers greatness. His interest is to do the will of the Father who sent him. And that is why when he was pushed to do miracles and signs to prove himself as the Son of God, he never succumbed to that, as, saw, as seen in the Gospel today. Just, Jesus also was very careful enough in order to get carried away by the quest to prove to people and to convince people of his position. His concern was to obey his Father. Dear children of God, we must be careful lest we get carried away by what is conventional in the world and in the society we live in. We must be careful lest we get lured into disobeying God by the loud voice of the world, by the loud voice of the devil, by the loud voice of the flesh, by the loud voice of wealth, by the loud voice of power, by the loud voice of popularity. Those who do not gather with Jesus are against Jesus. Those who do not plant with him are against him. Those who do not stand for him are against him. This is what it means to either obey or to disobey God. We must take Jesus as our role model. We must learn to walk in his team, no matter what the condition may be. No matter what life may bring our way, as difficult as it may be, of course, we need to acknowledge that. We must appreciate the fact that obeying God is not so simple a thing to do. But I tell you, dear child of God, it is the most fulfilling thing if you are able to consistently and persistently do that. We may not be policed by God, 
there may not be immediate consequences or repercussions of our disobeying God as it happened in the Old Testament era. But I tell you, dear child of God, no act of disobedience goes without being noticed by God and receiving appropriate attention from God, except there is genuine repentance. But I tell you, dear child of God, why would you try to disobey God when you are not sure of what the next moment holds for you? This is your moment of total reconciliation with God and total surrender to the will of God. And by that I mean consistent and persistent obedience of God to God. Because the opportunity God has given you now may not last as long as you expect it to. This is your moment of grace. Take advantage of this moment and explore your relationship with God in a healthier manner through obedience to Him. And He, the rewarder of true obedience, will reward and bless you through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. The Almighty God bless you. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.